When my client Emily came to me, she had a serious case of SIBO that she could not get rid of. Prior to seeing me, she had tried what felt like everything to get rid of her SIBO. Expensive SIBO diets, antibiotics, probiotics, and dozens of doctor visits. And nothing helped. However, in just three months on my natural protocol for her SIBO, she had put her SIBO into remission and was on her way to reintroducing tons of food into her diet. Hear Emily's story straight from her mouth and learn how this SIBO natural treatment has finally worked for her and can work for you too. And P.S., today is the last day to get $100 off of the Better Belly Blueprint, the same exact process that Emily is going through herself to get rid of her SIBO. This is a part of our celebration of the Blueprint being available to all clients in the U.S., Canada, U.K., and Australia. Use the code INTERNATIONAL when you pay in full to get $100 off today. Go to betterbellytherapies.com blueprint or click the link in the show notes. Hey friend, welcome to the Better Belly Podcast. Do you want freedom from bloating and constipation? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling natural constipation remedies, causes for bloating, or recipes and exercises to help constipation? Are you frustrated with the mind game of trying to figure out what foods are helping or hurting your gut? Hey, I'm Allison, mom, wife, and functional gut health practitioner. At a young age, bloating and constipation were my constants. I didn't know what to do and wished I could just live a normal life focusing on my passions, my job, and my family. I was tired of abdominal pain that woke me up at night and wasting time and money on gut health remedies that just didn't work. Breakthrough moment, the functional medicine and osteopathic approach to gut health. In this podcast, you will find natural remedies for bloating and constipation, practical, doable belly exercises and massages, and debunked myths about what really is causing your tummy problems. So toss out those laxatives and say goodbye to that embarrassing gas. Your gut health is calling. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. Awesome, Emily. So thank you so much for letting us record this first half of your three month follow up call. I, I really I asked you with deep heartfeltness, like, please, will you share this because it is your choice to share this. But you have had some amazing changes go on. And like your process has not been perfect these last few months. You've had like hard things go on. You're still not done yet, but you've had some amazing healing. And so thank you so much for coming um, and just letting us record essentially us processing where you started, where you are, and like all the amazingness that is going on there. So, um, Emily, just really just to review, like what, when you came to me, what was going on? Like, what were your top symptoms? What had you, what were things you'd already tried? Where were your emotions at in terms of your health? Just give us a quick recap on, on you. Um, so I was, um, diagnosed over about a year ago with SIBO um, from one of the first Western medicine doctors that I felt like listened to me. Um, and so I had gone through uh, at least four to five rounds of rifaximin and other supplement type things to try and heal the and get rid of the SIBO. Um, basically, this summer, my insurance changed and um, my I can't see the doctor I was seeing at the time. And she said, "My I still had my SIBO, 
And she said, really, the, kind of the last ditch effort here to get rid of it is going on this liquid diet um, and then trying to find a practitioner who will support you. So I um, went on a liquid diet for 15 days. Um, that's all you eat. It was very difficult and trying. Um, but what I found for the first time at the end of um, like about August, middle of August was I had cleared the SIBO. Um, and I also was on the search for who I could, who could help me next. And I listened to your podcasts on some different vacations we went on. Um, and I felt like the other people like gastroenterologists and, um, general practitioners were basically telling me that I was nearly 40 and this was just what my life was going to be like. Um, and so my symptoms at the time were bloating all the time, um, where I was buying new pants pretty often after having been the same size for many years. And then suddenly it changed to, I was buying pants all the time. Um, and then um, I was constipated all the time where I could go to the bathroom, but I never felt like I could empty. So I constantly felt like there was more I needed to go. Um, tired. My energy levels were very low. Um, I was feeling kind of numb about things because a lot of people just told me that's what it was going to be like as a 40 year old. And yeah. I did not want to accept that I was going to live 40 to 60 more years in that position. So um, after listening to the podcast and really digging into some of the resources that I heard from some of your guests and then you, um, I looked into like oxalates and um, different things like that. I had already been gluten-free. I'd already done dairy-free. I'd done lots of elimination and was basically at a point of not eating really anything except salad and chicken and some yogurt and a little bit of fruit. Um, and so I was just in a really sad place of it was hard for me to socialize with other people because I didn't, there's nothing I could eat. It was hard for anyone to identify with me because they just didn't know what to say. Um, and so I, I found your information and, and I really wanted to do the foundations program. Um, at the time, it was not like ex there wasn't a slot. And so I waited um, till the next round and I was able to get a slot. Um, and we did testing, which ended up being like hair and stool testing, I think, were the primary ones. Um, and waited a while for the results to come back because the lab was backed up. Um, and we, once we came back to our um, like results call, I ended up finding some information that really lined up, I felt like, with all the things I was feeling. Um, and so it was discovered that I had H. pylori, um, which nobody in the Western doctor world had, um, had you know, offered as a piece of the puzzle. Um, and then C. diff, which also nobody had offered to me. And then the other one was mold exposure. And so since August, then I started some of the initial protocols, which were like building up my 
liver and building up um, some of the nutrients because a lot of my energy and things that were happening that were depleted because of lack of nutrients. Um, and, not from, was, and not from eating badly, but because no. being sick depletes us of more nutrients. So like we just had a supplement, you know, and just to be clear for listeners, you are not eating. <laughs> it's not, no. it does not have to do with your, your food, but stuff we found in like your minerals, for example, yep. that we found in your hair. Yep. And that just like the stuff that I was eating was healthy food, but it wasn't being absorbed. And so getting the supplements in there that were aiding in the absorption of nutrients. Um, so that's kind of where I started. Um, do you want me to say you're doing great? This is <laughs> look at you. You just by the way, y'all, she's a teacher. So I think that that honestly, what you just did, I was like, this is thorough, it's organized, it's in order. <laughs> you know, you've been great. And I mean, all I all I would do is like sit on some of what you just shared. And like emphasize, so like you listed out some of your symptoms and I, when I have people start working in now, it's just the better belly blueprint because pretty much everything you're doing is in the better belly blueprint. When you start that, it is, um, I have you write down your top five and what you just listed out is almost all of your top five yet. I'm looking at your form. You had filled out constipation, bloating, fatigue, and then also the diarrhea and the trouble breathing. Um, and you listed all those, um, like either seven out of 10 intensity, which was like the fatigue and trouble breathing. So 10 being the worst eight out of 10 for the diarrhea and then 10 out of 10 for the constipation and bloating. Right. Um, and so like things were not good and you'd already tried a lot. You were, you, you know, you'd even notice some improvement with that liquid diet you had done. And we, we'd actually started working together around the time you had started it. And you're like, should I wait? What's going to happen? I was like, not to blow you had already like bought everything you needed for it. Mm -hmm. But I basically said not to like burst your bubble, but it's probably at most it will minimize your symptoms, but it won't heal you. Not because I want to be a Debbie Downer, but because I've seen this over and over again. You're like, well, I already bought it. I'm going to do it. And again, you did see some improvement in your symptoms, but it wasn't, it's not like what you're seeing now. And, yeah, um, was, oh, go ahead. It was just kind of like, um, and the doctor I had been working with also said it to me, like, this is like, we need to try and resolve this, but there's probably more going on. And so in my head, I knew like, well, number one issue is there's lots more that I can't eat because of the SIBO diagnosis. And so now that that has flushed out, it's opened a tiny bit of more food for me. It's not a lot, but what? it and is like some gluten-free options that I didn't have before. And it's going to be a lot more food in like probably the next three to six months, which is what we're going to talk about in the second half of today's call, which is more like the first 30 minutes is looking back and everything after, you know, when we stop recording this, it's going to be looking forward because yeah, you don't need to be when the guts actually healed, there might be some foods. Yeah. You're just going to be permanently sensitive to, but the, the SIBO was then causing leaky gut was then causing you to develop all these temporary food sensitivities, which is why you were on such a narrow list. And so it's, you can't heal with food at that point. It's not about the food anymore. It's about having three different pathogens and really poor digestive enzymes and low stomach acid. And, and just a real quick for our listeners, just something that I'm hearing a lot is people say, oh, I heard on a podcast, she said H. pylori is important or C. diff or mold. I'll have my doctor look for it. Um, H. pylori, they might look for it, but the test is super weak. So unfortunately, I'm actually kind of glad, Emily, your doctors hadn't mentioned it because the likelihood this, I see this 
I have seen this 99%. There's one case where this was not true. 99% of the time when, when you get an H. pylori test done through conventional testing, the lab is very weak. Their, their lab is weak and it will say it's negative. I literally just did a lab recently with a client in 20, in 2019, I told him he probably had H. pylori. He didn't want to go do it through me. He did it through a doctor. It came back negative. All his symptoms have stayed the same. He saw me a couple months ago. We did the GI map and it came back positive, like really high and yours was high. So it's like, it's not even like it's borderline. People can have raging H. pylori and it doesn't show up. Um, so, I mean, just, just to say like, both for our listeners, but also for you, you like save time essentially for them almost not mentioning it because they wouldn't have even known what to do. So mm-hmm. um, they would have probably given you antibiotics, which when you have SIBO, it bombs all your healthy bacteria too. And it can throw you into another tailspin of SIBO. So it's like we have been able to gently and efficiently deal with everything at this point. So, but, but we talked about those top five and I'm actually looking at, I don't know if you have your intake form that you had refilled out for the three month follow-up. I have it right in front of me. Do you either remember it or like have it in front of you? Cause I would love for you to share with people what, when you started on that, all of your symptoms were seven to 10 intensity out of a scale of zero to 10. What are they now? Um, I don't have the sheet in front of me, but I do know that I ranked most of them as like one or two at this point. Yes. So constipation was zero. Yeah. Um, your bloating was three. I mean, so, and that's from a 10 to a three. So that's, you know, uh, 60% improvement, like 90%, mm-hmm. I guess. Okay. I can do math. 70%. I'm like <laughs> mixing up my numbers and I'm talking, you know, it's hard to spell and teach, do math and teach at the same time. So Anyways, 70% improvement just in three months and from a lot of problems. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's a huge improvement. And it's not even like the most you're going to get. You're by no means plateaued. You're literally in the middle of a process. Um, Diarrhea was eight to four. Fatigue, seven to two. Trouble breathing, seven to zero, which is so lovely. Tell us more about the trouble breathing. Like, What did it feel like in your body? Because I find some people aren't even aware of it until until like it's mentioned um and then what does it feel like now hey friend working on your health shouldn't be something that is taking all your mental energy and focus from your day-to-day living you shouldn't have to plan your days around trips to the bathroom or siphon out your best energy to manage all your symptoms you can live in a way where you have the energy to get through whatever your day throws your way Not only am I proof that this is possible, but the 100 plus clients I've worked with over the last three years are too. They are able to live every day with energy, without bloating, and feeling like their best selves. How is this possible? Through the Better Belly Method, my signature method to reduce your symptoms by 80% in three to six months, leaving you in a place where health feels easy. I want you to be able to go to every one of your child's or grandchild's soccer games and be able to be the too loud cheering parent or grandparent on the sidelines. I want you to be able to take that trip to Europe without worrying about where the closest bathroom is and if you know how to ask in French. I want you to be able to enjoy the holidays and family meals without fearing how you'll feel afterwards or feeling guilty about what you do eat. Your life should feel vibrant and your health should feel easy. 
Head to betterbellytherapies.com slash training to watch my free 40-minute training to learn exactly how you can make this happen today with my signature method. This is the best way to heal once and for all in a way that no traditional doctors will support you through and without needing to be on lifelong extreme food restrictions or lifelong supplements. I can't wait to see you living your best life. Again, head to betterbellytherapies.com slash blueprint or click the link in the show notes to get started today. Now, back to the show. Um, it was it was like previously, even with the conditions that I've been experiencing, I, I had been exercising about four days a week at least, four to five. And so, and it was a boot camp style, so it was not like a little walk or something here or there. Um, and so I felt like I was in pretty good condition, but at the height of its worst, I was walking up to the second floor of my house and getting winded by the top of my stairs or getting up to go get a drink of water and I would have to catch my breath um, to stop to take a drink of the water. So to me, that felt pretty significant. Um, I, it was, I was like, it just feels like something, my airway is not open enough. Um, and I, because of the protocols I've been on and some of the die off and side effects that have come with it, my exercise currently has gone to pretty sedentary. Um, but even with that, I don't notice the like gasping for air kind of situation for, for, uh, for something that doesn't even qualify as exercise, like going up your yeah. stairs. Like, yeah. You know, like I exercised today. I went on my stairs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I took a sip of water. Yeah. <laughs> it made me out of breath. That's yeah, that shouldn't be happening. Um, right. And, and actually there can be several causes to that. Um, sometimes it can be called air hunger, um, other problems. So air hunger is like a cellular problem where you are not able to, your cells aren't respirating well and respiration is ha happens in with both inside your lungs, but also inside your cells. And when you're really toxic, really inflamed, there's lots of pathogens going on. They're stealing all your nutrients. You basically can't get oxygen from your red blood cell into your actual cells. And it just adds it really mounts the fatigue and also a lot of brain fog. The other problem is that when there's a lot of bloating and abdominal pressure, which is the typical case when you have all these problems going on in the abdomen, is that it pushes on the diaphragm. It makes it so hard for the diaphragm to actually make space and create that openness to pull air in. So then you're like working really hard just to like breathe because you're having to fight against this higher than normal pressure in the abdomen, which is right below that diaphragm. So um, if anybody's sciencey and wants to know that, um, just to know it's not like magic, <laughs> like mm -hmm. there's a reason, um, you just track it down. So you have been working on the H. pylori protocol first, because we want that is, can be a huge problem with SIBO that you H. pylori will cause low stomach acid and low stomach acid enables the environment of SIBO. Remind me, I think you're done with your H. pylori protocol or are you in the middle of it right now? Um, I'm almost done with, we're two weeks into the maturity. So I have two weeks left of that and then I'm at the end of that. Okay. And you haven't started C. diff, correct? Correct. Okay. And I remind me, I think you, you are 
you had to go very slowly in adding in your supplements because you were be, you were just getting a lot of reaction to them, right? Yeah, it was like a month or two where you were just like building up like the first few supplements yeah. in the H. pylori protocol, right? Yeah. Tell so, it, yeah, go ahead. The one of the supplements are drops, and so the drops you have to get up to t- ten drops three times per day, and um, I was I was trying to slowly increase them, and then I was having a lot of bathroom urgency and needing to go immediately to use the bathroom to go diarrhea. Um, at one point I tallied it and it was 12 times in one day. And I teach which in an elementary school with first grade students. And that is a challenging, um, task to do when you feel good. Um, so yeah, I we backed down on that and just kind of did status quo for a while, and I kind of let it go. Um, did some Epsom salt baths and um, started introducing the biotoxin binder to try and clear out the um, pathogens, and eventually was able to get up to the ten drops without. I still go to the bathroom, of like two or three times before I leave for work in the morning, but I don't have these urges throughout the day, which is what was happening. Right, right. And so for you, you just had to go slower and it didn't mean it wasn't working. It didn't mean we were hurting you. You were uncomfortable, but hurting in the sense of like, we were making a problem worse or something. We were we were just addressing the problem and the problem was fighting back. Yeah. Um, you have some pretty nasty pathogens in you and, and you knew what to expect because we had talked about it. And so there was, even while you were like, is this, is this worse than normal? And it, when I came back, I was like, you know, let's just reduce your supplements, but keep it steady and make sure we keep putting the pressure on the pathogens to go the heck and die. Like just leave, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you have now made it through, you're not even done with the protocols and you've already, but you've like really overcome a huge immediate resistance in the pathogens and you're seeing, you're seeing the results. Yep. So, I mean, I'm reading some other things on here. Your sleep, you said is you're enjoying a lot in your body. Tell us more about that sleep. Um, I just feel like a little bit more well rested. Um, at the height of like all of the things I was waking up often at night and I couldn't go back to sleep. And, um, I just, didn't feel very well rested, which I also thought was, um, contributing to my lack of energy. Um, and (laughs) and then other times I was at a point of, um, like when I was fighting the SIBO pieces of it, just like wanted to overly sleep very often. Um, and so now there's a much better balance of like, even though I had adjusted my bedtime and things like that, at that point in time too, I still never either felt like I got enough sleep or it just was never enough in some way. Yeah. So you're, sounds like what you're saying is maybe you're going to bed, you're staying asleep. So you're actually enjoying sleep better. And then you're waking up and you feel that like you had enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Are you sleeping less by any chance? Not, not necessarily like in a bad way, like you can't sleep, but like you, you're not needing to sleep as many hours. Um, I think I tend to go around like to bed around the same time and wake up around the same time. And that's kind of stayed the same. Okay. But it, it used to be like, if my alarm went off and I decided, well, today I'm just gonna rest and not work out, then 
I was overly tired for the entire day, even if I had gone to bed for that, like a little bit earlier wake up time. And doesn't that just feel like you like slid backwards on (laughs) like improving despite doing nothing or despite trying to rest? It's like the worst. Um, so one last thing I'm going to mention here that I'm, I'm looking at in your forums that I got very excited about, which is, could you tell, or just like review, um, about your anxiety, essentially, like I'm looking, you were on a medication, you're still on it, but that Mm -hmm. has changed. And, and you even say one of the things you're enjoying in your body right now is less anxiety. And that's, you know, like, as far as I understand, it's your, your, you know, life situation is pretty similar from the last time, you know, you're still, you're still the same job, you still, but your anxiety is less. So tell us more about that. Yeah. So, um, in the month of like September to October and before our last call, I, um, was experiencing just some really extreme anxiety. And I've always been a person that is more anxious and like gets worried about things and, um, plans thing, you know, more of a type A personality. And in those couple of months, I was finding um, just like intensive worry about going to work and what was going to happen there and um, how I was going to handle it. Um, I was crying multiple times a day, I would say for uh, several weeks. Um, I was just not in a place that I was happy or felt good about anything. And none of my anxiety I've dealt with before has ever felt to that extreme to me. Um, and so I, it was very scary. Um, we had a conversation about kind of like some of the things that I could do. Um, I, I did bump up my anxiety medication a little bit so that I could just try and see if I can stabilize it. You tripled um, and- it. You tripled it. You went up to like, it's not, I mean, it's a little bit in terms of it's not, they're not huge, but like you went from one tab of what you were taking to three, which again is fine. If you're like, just like, I just need to get through the day. It's not bad, but it's just, that's just, if people are wondering, like when you say little act, that feels like a lot. Mm-hmm. And I experienced like um, some side effects from that too, as you, as you can, like dizziness and things like that. Um, but I, nothing about my job has changed and I have the same makeup of kids in my class for the most part. There were a couple changes that happened and, and I did have permission to like try and let whatever I could go, go. Um, and so I've been taking that really to heart, but nothing really else about my situation has changed. And overall, I don't get up like I was I lost weight because I was so anxious and was the texture of foods was bothering me and um, how I couldn't eat stuff was bothering me. Like any little thing was bothering me in conjunction with any of the actual things that were a problem with the teenagers that live in my house and five-year-old and things like that. So um, I now feel like I'm in a place that feels more stable to me and I can um, come to work and do what I need to do and just try and let the things go that I need to. But um, I'm no longer worrying about 
what's going to happen and all the things that I w- that were on my plate before. You feel really different, even from our last call. I know last call, we did spend a little bit more time talking about how much might your anxiety be kind of the physiological, biological stuff we were trying to address. And then is there anything else we could do to just like take off the edge? Cause you were, you were really at your limit, like, and you were being very honest. You weren't like, you know, you're not being, I don't know, over dramatized. It was just, it was sucky. Um, mm-hmm. and like, what is amazing is so, so many times, a lot of the advice I'm giving on calls, while it's not always like, solves all all people's problems in the moment. It's like, wait, hold on, just keep doing what you're doing and things are going to shift. And they have, and you have in your form here, you went down, you recently weaned down from the three tabs a day back down to the one tab a day of your anxiety medication, which is just a good sign. Like, it's just beautiful. Um, like that also the anxiety wasn't necessarily all you, it wasn't your character, it wasn't your willpower. It wasn't your, how much love you do do or don't have for your children or your kids at school or, you know, like it was just like Mm. your body was going, it was being hit in all directions and we're helping at least one of those directions be a little quieter and a little bit healthier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think one of the helpful things that maybe it doesn't help all people, but it helped me reframe some of it was around the conversation like anxiety is a die-off or is a side effect of this protocol in this. So like I've just tried to keep that in mind as I started the Matula tea, which has been a new thing that was added a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, one of your tidbits was like that might restir some things up. And so in my mind, I've been just kind of like, okay, this could happen, not to be anxious about it, but like watch out for it in my, just in what I'm doing, because that could be the cause of it and not just I'm losing it in all places. Right. It really takes off. It's kind of, yeah, it can take off the shame or the wondering or the blame or mis- misassigning symptoms as like the worst misassignment of symptoms that I think we just, I see happen all the time is we blame ourselves or our character or our, or whatever. And we just become more harsh on ourselves rather than saying, you know, if you, if you're more tired, cause you have the flu, we're like, well, I have the flu. I need a nap. Um, but if we just need a nap all the time, and you don't know why you're like, that's when things get weird. Right. The <laughs> same with mm-hmm. anxiety. So thank you so much, um, for sharing all of those thoughts, Emily. I know we have a lot of people listening who deal with SIBO, who deal with anxiety, who are dealing with constipation. And I think your story is just like your role model to me. Like all my clients are like, you've, you really believed in the process. You've believed in your body and yourself. You've kept pushing forward. I'm so proud of you. And I'm really excited just for our our conversation where we're going to be talking about the next three months and what's coming down the line before we head off. Is there anything just, I didn't tell you you were going to, I didn't tell you I was going to ask this, but like anything off the top of your head, you would like to encourage our listeners. in. if you could say something to a woman who might be in your shoes, what would you encourage her with? I would just say, um, like never settle for what somebody else tells you. I had multiple Western medicine physicians that I met with, nutritionists, um, general practice doctors, gastroenterology doctors, all of those people um, who kind of were like, well, this is how it is. And I didn't feel like that was 
really how it should be. And so I think um, keep pressing for answers if you feel like this is not, I'm not feeling better from this. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I've tried to do throughout this is just trust the process and um, knowing that pieces of it are hard and they have been very, very hard in different ways throughout. Um, but it has, I've felt rewarded in some ways already with the symptom relief and um, I could get rid of my bigger pants that I never really needed anyway. Um, and to me, that feels like a huge thing because I thought I was just starting menopause or something early. I don't know. So. Oh, thank you so much for your kind words. And thanks everybody for listening. And Emily, we're going to keep on our conversation looking to the future. Hey friend, I hope you loved this episode. If you've been a fan for a while or newly loving this podcast, can you do me a favor? Drop into Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. When you leave a review, you do so much. You help me know you're listening. You can tell me what you're loving so I know what to make more of. And you help others by boosting this podcast so other people like you can find the podcast too. I mean, it's a win, 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 right? So if you want a way to pay it forward, just go to Apple Podcasts or click the link in my show notes and leave a rating and review. And if you want some more free stuff, just head over to my free Facebook group, betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook, and you can get access to all of my free support for you, including some Facebook group exclusive stuff like my podcast episode vault, where you can search the Better Belly podcast by topic and find exactly what you need to expedite your healing. I cannot wait to see you in there. Catch you guys next week.